that and he didn't he's got pneumonia instead which is not good but still it's better than blood clots so just uh, be much in prayer God does answer prayer amen as I was talking about brother Griffin and dealing with him this week uh, I saw the importance of knowing that you're saved not down your salvation knowing and so tonight I want to just go over some scripture with you and talk about this thing why it's so important to know that you're saved so I want to take John chapter 10 I'd like to read a few verses and uh, then we'll get down to verse 22 uh, John chapter 10 and verse 1 says verily verily I say unto you so every time that uh, old Bible uh, professor said years ago, every time you see that word verily, verily, it means pay close attention. A doctrine of truth is, is being told. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the not by the door in the sheepfold, but climbeth in, climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and robber. But he that entered in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own by name, and leadeth them out. Uh, again, go down to verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And in verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And in verse 11 it says, I am the good shepherd. Now Jesus has been teaching these fellows all these things. He made it very plain. And I don't know how you could read the first 21 verses of John chapter 10 and not understand that Jesus was talking to people and saying to him, I am the Savior. But let's go on down to verse 22 now. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long doest thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you let the Holy Spirit speak to us to make the plan of salvation so plain and how we can know without a doubt that we are saved and answer a lot of questions that people have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now there's three great things to be considered when you talk about the importance of knowing you're saved. Number one is, why is it important to know you're saved? Number two, why some Christians doubt their salvation? I'm talking about Christians now. And then number three, how may I know that I am saved? Now, to, I believe that to, to know the Savior is life's greatest blessings. 
But number one, why is it important to know that you are saved? Now, first of all, without assurance, there's no joy in the Lord. For instance, 1 John 1 verse 4 says, And these things write I unto you, that your joy may be full. 1 John was written to Christians to bring assurance from the Word of God to their hearts. 1 John chapter 5 verse 13 said, These things I have written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, no Christian can have full joy without knowing that you're saved. If the devil can get you to doubt your salvation instead of joy, uh, there's despondency. Instead of freedom, there's bondage. Instead of assurance, there's fear. And a happy person is a person that knows without a doubt that he's born again, he's a child of God. Without assurance of salvation, you'll not be a soul winner yourself. You'll never know the joy of leading somebody else to Christ. Without assurance of salvation, there's no reality. And Jesus will not be real in your heart. And without assurance of salvation, there's no motive to fight the devil. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But there's no flight, or no fight if there's no assurance. So number one. Number two, why some Christians doubt their salvation? Now, first of all, doubt is a very natural and common experience to all Christians. I know the devil makes us doubt. I also know it's the devil's will. We not, uh, it's God's will that we doubt not our salvation. Why some Christians doubt their salvation? Number one, because they don't know God's Word. The very best source of assurance is God's Word. Our feelings, our experiences, they can change, and usually they do. But God's Word never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, forever. All other evidences may be wrong or fail. I told you that I led my other neighbor over to the lake to the Lord and uh, when I went to see him, uh, I said, I come over and talk to you about going to heaven with me. He said, now, preacher, my two brothers are preachers up in, uh, way out in the mountains of uh, Kentucky. And um, he said, do you believe in uh, handling rattlesnakes? And I said, no. I said, I do it if the Lord tells me to do it, but the Lord ain't going to tell me to handle no rattlesnake. And, uh, and talking with him about it, and he said, me either. And so, I got, and so I took the Bible and went through it. Now what I'm trying to show you out of that little story is some people think because a man can get up there and handle rattlesnakes, that's a point, that's an assurance of their salvation. No, it's not. Now, and, and you can take that to a lot of experiences that people see with their eyes. So feelings and experiences, they change. But God's Word never changes. And I know I'm saved by the Word of God. Let me give you some verses. Listen to you very carefully. You ought to write them down. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I want to ask you something. Do you believe Jesus is the Christ? I do. Then I know I'm saved. Amen? I believe the Word of God. Listen now. John 6, verse 37. Him that cometh unto me... 
I will in no wise cast out. So I know I came to Him, and I know He won't cast me out then. John 5.24 He that heareth my words and believe on Him that hath sent me hath everlasting life. I did that. I heard His word. I believed on Him. And I know I have everlasting life then. Romans 10.13 Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know I did. And so I know the Lord keeps His word. So number one, the Word of God is what we rely on to know that we're saved. Number two, some doubt their salvation because they don't know when they were saved. They don't remember the exact date. They don't remember the exact time that they were saved. Now I know this, salvation is not an experience. Salvation is a person, Jesus Christ. I know this also. Until you settle with yourself and the Lord a time, a place, an experience of receiving Christ as your personal Savior, you'll always have doubts. It's like I tell people all the time, I can go back and I can take you to the very spot where I asked the Lord to save me. I don't remember the exact date I could find it for you because they had a tent revival up and they could go back and search out. I could, I could get a date if I had to, but that's not necessary. What I am trying to tell you is I remember when I asked the Lord to save me that I had an experience with the Lord. And, and if you don't know and you don't know that you had an experience with the Lord and you can't go back and say, there's where it happened, then that causes doubts. Now, You'll always have doubts unless you can settle it, pinpoint it. It's a new birth, not a maybe so. These people that I talk to, some Christian, well, I hope I'm saved. Maybe I'm saved. That ain't good enough. Amen? That might be all right to live by, but it ain't good enough to die by. Amen? I want to know. Now, I want you to listen. Some doubt their salvation because they're not busy for the Lord. An idol of mine is a devil's workshop. They used to build a 90-something-year-old lady came here, and, and every time she'd come in, me and her, would, I would say some little thing like uh, uh, cleanliness next to godliness, and uh, she would always get me back. That ain't in the Bible. I said, I know it ain't. I'm just trying to get you. And she said, I got one for you, too. An idol of mine is a devil's workshop, and that fits you, she said. <laughs> but if we get back at one another all the time, that's an old saying. An idol life is an easy prey for the devil's work, though. Every happy Christian, assured Christian I've ever known was a busy Christian for the Lord. They were going to church, singing in the choir, taking up an offering, ushering, suing something, teaching a class. They were busy doing something for the Lord. And some doubt their salvation because they do not fellowship with other believers. No Christian can grow and have the victory he needs without the fellowship of God's people. Why do you think God said Hebrews 10.25, Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You'll begin to wonder and doubt if you get in the habit of staying home and not going to church. 
I had a man tell me, I can be just as good a Christian at home as I can in church. I said, no, you can't. Because I believe God's Word, not yours. And God said to go. Amen? And he got a reason for that. And the reason for that is, fellowshipping with other believers helps you not to doubt your salvation. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is how may I know I'm saved? And by the way, you can know. Further, God wants us to know. Some ways we can be assured of salvation. I know I'm saved by the Word of God. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may have eternal life. And that word eternal there, you can't separate it from all eternity. It means forever. All Scripture is used by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, to give us assurance of salvation. John 3.16, uh, Romans 10.9 and 13, all say if we call on the Lord, He'll save us. Acts chapter 16, verse 31, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Now here it is then. Have you received Jesus as you saved? If so, then you are saved according to God's Word. Amen? And so I know I don't care about what anybody else says about me. God says that I'm saved because I've done what He asked me to do. Amen? Number two, I know I'm saved by my love for the brethren. 1 John 3, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. didn't say you love the world. Say you love the brethren. That's Christians. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. 1 John 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Now, here's what I'm talking about. I can't get along, and this is what a lot of Christians have a lot of problems with when they come to this verse. Uh, they think we just go hug everybody's neck and, and we kiss one another and we're just happy brothers and sisters of the Lord. That's not true. Uh, the Bible makes it very plain that we can't get along. Some of us can't get along with one another. Uh, I know I rub some people raw. I just do. And I love to do it. No, I didn't mean that. But, but I, I just, I, I have fun in this world and a lot of people don't in, understand my poking at them a lot of times and just having a little fun and they get mad at me. And, uh, but the Bible does say this. Did you know I can love them, but I don't have to fellowship with them? If you have a problem with one another's personalities, just come away from them. Leave them alone. And I had a person who used to come to this church, and they was always saying, I hate so-and-so, and I hate so-and-so. I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You really hate that person? And I, they said, yes, I do. I can't stand them. I said, you better check up on your salvation. I don't want nobody to go to hell especially another brother or sister. And so I, I'll pray God a wrath, His wrath will fall upon them and kill them. Yeah, but let me tell you something. You better check up on your salvation. I might not get along with you, but I sure don't want God to spank you. And I don't want God's wrath to fall on you. And I don't want you to die and go to hell. I, I love you as my brother and sister. I'll see you in heaven. Then we'll be next door neighbors and you'll have to love me. Amen? But here's the question. Do you love God's people? Did you know God's people is the best people in this world? And I know, I know 
a lot of people claim to be saved and yet they never have a heart's desire for fellowship with God's people. They have to be begged to attend church and when they do, it becomes a burden. And these folks are not saved because to love God will result in a deep love for and devotion to those like-minded. To be saved, attending church and fellowshipping with God's people is not a burden. It's a delight. We love them. They're our crowd. And by our love to the brethren, we can know we're saved. Now, uh, there's a lot of people that just, like I said in the beginning, that you just can't get along with, but you can still love them. Amen? You love them in the Lord. And the way that I love people is that every time that I have trouble with somebody, I think, wait a minute now. God forgave me, and He loves me. And if He loves me, I can sure forgive them and love them. Amen? And you can get along with anybody then. I know I'm saved by the fruits of righteousness. 1 John 2, verse 3. And hereby we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. 1 John 3, 10. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whoso doeth not righteousness is not of God. Matthew 7, verse 17. Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Now, here's what I'm talking about, and I believe this is what the Bible... I can't keep every commandment in the Bible. If you're talking about uh, thou shalt not and thou shalt do and there's so on every commandment in the Bible, ain't nobody can keep them. God said so. Amen? But I got news for you. I want to. I want to be as perfect as God wants me to be. But if you'll notice something here, what makes a difference? What is righteous? Just doing right. I, I know we'll get Dr. If you ever get a chance, you need to read or study Dr. Bob Jones Sr.'s sermon just do right. And you know what a Christian just does right? When he comes between a brother and a sister in the Lord, just do right. That's all. It's not a matter of what you wear or what you don't wear or how you talk or how you not talk. Just do right. That's righteousness. And we know Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against us, there's no law. Now you show me somebody who said, Well, I don't, I don't have no patience with that guy. And you talk about another Christian? You better be careful. Amen? You better learn some patience. And learn to love your brother. <coughs> because that's a fruit of being righteous. And being righteous, the only one way to be righteous is to be born again in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know I'm saved by my desire to turn from the world. In 1 John 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither things in the world. If any man love the world, love the Father is not in him. I stopped in a place we left to get shrimp at yesterday over to Lake Wales. And it's a real nice restaurant, but there's they got a room there in the back. It's a bar. And uh, the lady said, uh, 
I ordered my shrimp. I'm waiting for them to cook it to take with me. And they said, you can have a seat right there if you'd like, or if you want to, you can have a seat right up there at the bar and wait. I had it ready for just... I said, I don't sit at the bar. I'm a Christian. And she, and she looked at me. That's so funny. I never will forget it. Well, I said, I'm in it. I, I said, I'll stand right here. Thank you. Hurry up. <laughs> and uh, But anyhow, uh, there's just some things I'm not going to do. Amen? I want the world to know I'm not part of y'all. I'm not part of you. Amen? I, I love to watch the Bucks play. And I want to go to watch the Bucks. I, there's nothing like going to a ball game rather than watch it on TV. I don't care what you say. You can see everything's there, and it's just something about being the atmosphere and everything. But there was a preseason game several years ago, and I went to watch the Bucks play. And a guy in back of me had Budweiser, a big old thing of Budweiser, and he was spilling it everywhere, hollering and carrying on drunk. And another guy sitting over to him had a big old cigar about that long and blowing smoke in my face and carrying on. And I, I looked at my whoever I was with that day, and I said, what are we doing here? I mean, look at this crowd around us, cussing and hollering and swearing, and, and we got up and left. I don't belong there. I, I just don't belong. I don't want to be in that atmosphere. That, now, I didn't do that inside of me. Something said in me, you don't belong here. Amen? And so I know I'm saved then because I, I don't want to be like the world. And the Bible said, love not the world, neither things in the world. So if you still love the ways of the world, the places of the world, the sins of the world, you better check up on your salvation. Amen? You can know you're saved. I know I'm saved by the witness of the Holy Spirit in me. Romans 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the child of God. Every time I read the Bible, the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. I'm a child of God. Amen? He speaks to me. I know I'm saved because I called upon the Lord. Romans 10, 13. Listen to this verse. John 6, 37. He that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. God said that. I came to Him. Amen? I know I'm saved because I'm, uh, I'm trusting in Jesus alone. Acts 4.12 Neither is salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I love the old song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. I was handed a book to read to give my opinion on the book. And I read the book and uh, I skimmed through it real quickly and I looked for anything about Jesus in it. It's supposed to be a Christian book written by a Christian person. And I was going through it and I was reading it and some good things are said in it. And I got to look at it and I said, you know, that's a good idea. And I'd go on a little bit. I said, that's, that's a good idea. And I got to the end of it, and I said, what was the point of the book? It's supposed to be written for Christian by Christian, and for Christians uplifting, or people, period, uplifting. And I said, what was the point of the book? Sure wasn't Jesus, because His name ain't there. And what about Him? And I said to myself, Not that he, I ain't okay in that. Amen? And that's, that's just the way it is. 
And, and so what? You can know you're saved. And I'm so glad for that. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll bless each one that's here tonight in a very special way. As we go out of here, people will be asking us. People will be questioning us on down the road sometime or another in our life. Somebody will want to know. How can I know that I'm saved? You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to go around in fear, worrying about everything in the world. What if I was to die in the next minute? All that's gone. And I pray, dear God, that you give us that precious assurance all our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.